It is the Chicagoverse Unlimited podcast, featuring interviews with the premier artists and industry in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast at DynastyPodcast.com. This week, show you suck. Here's how that sounds. Haima Black here with Clinton Sandifer, a.k.a. Show You Suck. Now a veteran of the podcast, yeah. man. Always nice to talk to you. Hell yeah. Is this like, is this four? Is this no Three four? or four? Something like yeah. that. Oh, so stoked. Yeah. <laughs> I think what we need to start doing is we need to start making, like, a smoker's jacket or a mug or something oh, that we dude. give to people who have been on, like, five or more yeah. times. Like what SNL does yeah, for yeah, the... Yeah. <laughs> That'd yeah. be so rad. <laughs> um, how have you been, man? How have, like, you and I see each other pretty regularly out, but we haven't had you formally on the podcast for maybe, like, a year, year and a half now. I, um, I'm, I'm, man, I'm doing really, really good, especially with this next, like, growing step. And in in my career wise, like it was like a weird fuzzy area where we were trying to figure things out, like like schedule wise and like life wise, but like like musically, I'm in like life and area. I'm really stoked, man. Like yeah. I'm really really excited about this project and even kind of making music uh, the way and the, the sounds the the sounds like sonically on this project. Like it's just more. It's just more less tension. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I want to talk about the the sound of this new EP. You have a new EP. It's called Dude Bro. It's dropping on closed sessions. We're going to talk about all that good stuff because it's really, really interesting. Very cool things happening. But let's just talk about you putting out music in the broader scope for a second because you, it seems like two or three times a year you're dropping a new record of some kind or a new like collection of songs. You are so, like, are you as prolific as it seems like you are? Because I feel like you are putting out so much music all the time. Like, do you just never stop or? I, it's, it's, it's weird. Like, it's this weird double-edged thing where I don't feel like, I, I watch rap all day in terms of um, movement on the internet and, and, you know, people talking about it on Twitter and other rappers. And I continuously feel like I'm not doing enough. I think that's the creative culture we live in, not to interrupt yeah. you. I think every creative person now looks at the volume of, of work and content and activity that's out there, and they start to feel like, oh, shit, man, look what everyone else is doing. I'm, I mean, I, everyone I know, including myself, every creative person I know has expressed that sentiment to me at some point, and that's why we do so many podcasts, dude. It's like, you, mm. you got to keep up. So I think that that's not – I think you're not alone in that. Yeah, and, and it's like – it's this weird thing where it's like I don't want to be that dude that puts out a new song every week. Right. And I don't feel like I am. But when I talk to people like you and, and, and other friends, they go, man, you do so much. And it's like – and it's this weird. Like, it's like the – it's like the girl that thinks, like you know, that looks in the mirror and thinks she's fat, but she's like super skinny. Like yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. it's like no, I don't feel like I'm doing enough, and like I don't want to do more. But you're telling me I do too much, and I feel like I do too much. <laughs> but it's not really a bad thing. It's weird. I, I'm not a studio rat. Right. I'm not in the studio all day. I just kind of I don't know, man. It's weird. It, it, I guess I get like stints where this it'll be a week, and I think I just work fast. Yeah. In short spurts. And whenever you see a project comes out that comes out for me kind of randomly, that's me not – I haven't been in the studio in like a month, and I feel like I'm failing in life. And it's like, let me, let me grab these songs that I kind of – that I don't want to say scrape together, but these songs that I've had like sitting around and, you know, try to figure out a way to put them together and package it in a way that seems cool and new and put that out. And now I – now there's less tension in my chest and I – you know, I, you know it, it sucks because there's such instant gratification from – 
you put out a song and then there's people talking about you and you get um, automatic feedback if you don't get that for like two weeks you're like chasing the blog dragon yeah man it's weird dude it's not yeah, it's, it's like after the first high you got to go chase all that blog it is man that's totally what it is and i'm realizing that as i'm talking to you right now it's like it's the weird like oh my god they're not they're not talking about me like for a week and it's not that i don't have a constant solid fan base but it's it's kind of like you see other artists that are uh, maybe further along, but that are attainable to you. Like I can text, you know, I, you know, I can I can just right. text Chance, you know, right, right. you know, like he's that attainable to me. But you see this this bigger gap in in, um, in in progress, and there's always excitement for that other artist, and you want that for yourself. So it's like let me let me put this out. Like <laughs> I, I think I think so much of what you're talking about, and again, we're going to talk about the specifics of this actual project. But I'm really interested in this conversation right now. So much of what you're talking about right now, I think, is so applicable to again so many creative people and not even just in um, music and not even just in hip hop. I just think any creative field right now, it's there's such a sense of like it's so easy to see what other people are doing and it's also so easy to project the impression of like look how good I'm doing so then everyone else around you or you see it happening with other people and you go well fuck like you know they got to write up in the New York Times or they're getting featured on MTV or they're doing this it's like what am I doing and then a week ago you might have been in the Wall Street Journal but then six days later you're like I haven't done anything with my life man that's how it is and and, and not for everyone but a lot of it is it's smoke and mirrors bro like oh my god it's so much game and i know it but yet i'm still i still succumb to the shit like and it's and that's the most annoying thing i love what i'm doing and i love that i'm in this right. but that's definitely one of the things that annoy me because i'm i'm so much older and i come from the day where it wasn't like this no and that's what bums me out that now every once in a while i play the game you know and like and me i just came from new york and i got a real good talk um, from from Josh Madden about when to play the game and when not to play the game, and pretty much I learned to always play the game, but learn how to play it my own way. So it's I'm like this is like the week of me like redesigning some things and, and, and refiguring out some things branding wise and, and less anxiety for me. <laughs> well, I think that now you're a little bit more of a and I don't mean this age wise, but you're a little bit more of a senior artist I feel like I feel like when you and I first had you on the podcast you were a little bit newer on the scene Mm. and now I think you have some of this kind of seniority you have some of this experience you have some of this perspective and you can say like all right this is how this works this is how this works and I'm going to do this part of it but now I'm going to make it work for me yeah yeah a lot of I've I've grown to within these past few um, kind of coming from the third pizza party project right. and um, kind of going into the fourth, um, you can talk to my manager, Miranda, and she can, I, I start the pool of like artist moves where it was like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, no, I'm not, you know, like not in terms of like press things, but just like, you know, like let's put this logo on the, on, let's put your Twitter on the, on the album art. It's like, no, I don't want to do that. Like I'm, I'm an artist. Like, like <laughs> but before I was like, I'm, you know, I was just like free and giddy and just like, I was like, okay, cool. I'll do it. Yeah. You know, no, no. now it's like, nah, man, I, I desperately want to, I desperately don't want to like 
play the game, you know, like... Or let it play you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a way better way to put it, man. Because like, you're playing it on your own terms. Yeah, it's like you see, you know, you see artists don't compromise their, their vision for things to, to fall into the fold of the social media and shit, which, and I want that so bad, and I may not exactly be at that point where I can do that right now. And it's just, it's just like, it's just the... The, the internal struggle. <laughs> it's like, when do I give, when do I, comp- I, I know how to compromise for sure. Like, mm-hmm. and I have, I really, I don't have a problem compromising overall, but it's just, you know, picking and choose when to, you know, I don't, I know how to fight my battles. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, yeah, this is so interesting to me again. I mean, but, but I'm, I'm looking at all this in a really positive light because you have this new EP, it's called Dude Bro, and I really, really enjoy it mm-hmm. on a significant level. Um, and I'm not saying that because you're, you're here, I'm not saying that because we're friendly, like, I'm saying that because I listen to this and I'm like, there's some fucking growth here. Like, it feels like a, maybe a departure and also kind of a step beyond, I think, a lot of your previous work, yeah. maybe some of the pizza stuff. Is that kind of how you view it? Yeah, man, absolutely. I, um, it kind of, it didn't... It didn't come together in terms of I sat down and I was like, yo, I'm going to record this project called Dude Bro. It kind of, it kind of pieced itself together. Um, a lot of it was going to be One Man Pizza Party 4. Right. And then um, kind of decided to put this material to the side and then, you know, do 4 as a remix project. Just to kind of, like, cleanse myself of the old and, like kind of introduce people into like this the new and like it was kind of a it was kind of nervous it was like this project is really nervous for me and it's awesome to hear you and and a lot of people that uh, a lot of other people that I respect their opinion musically tell me that they really enjoy it because the safe part of all the projects I did before was that there were so there were rap like right, right, right. there was like there was heavy bass and like and I feel like if you don't rap like an ass rapper yeah man if you didn't like if you didn't like what I'm saying at least you can like you can ride to this shit and you can be like yo this shit beats like you know and like this one is I'm not leaning on you know the the trap sound or you know I'm really I, with this project I really went out and just kind of recreated like the feeling I got from a certain era, like of my formative years. Dude, I, okay, that was literally going to be my next question. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that because my next question was going to be, you know, I'm listening to this and I'm listening to, you know, tracks like 80s Boobs and Makeout King and like Awesome, which is the last track. The sense that I got from this, and maybe I'm way off, I was listening to this and this sounds like teenage suburban punk rock like not straight up angst but like just that like suburban kind of like restlessness yeah man i didn't want angst because i i i feel like i stressed enough angst before yeah um and that was kind of like the punk aesthetic that i used to want to get get through musically now it's now that's what i was going for like that literally reminds me of being in a basement in your teen years like your family's basement and you're kind of bored and you're restless you're not even straight up angry you're just kind of like it's that weird like youthful horniness where it's not straight up horny but you're just like horny for like something to do yeah man that's yo like you totally nailed it that's that's really what i I just i just wanted to capture that that film era really that 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 i feel like a lot of us really love and I feel like a lot of people a lot of kids now are mimicking without really knowing what it they, was. They, they can't know what it was like to be in the 80s to be a kid then when we didn't have cell phones and there was no internet and you had to like 
go to a video store to rent a VHS, and that was a big deal, and it didn't happen very often, and, yeah. and things were out of reach. Nothing's out of reach now. Yeah. And there was something kind of romantic and cool about you only got certain things at certain times, and a lot of stuff you didn't get. Yeah, it would, man, so, I'm so stoked. It makes me happy because they hear these things, because when you record, when I record it, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if my perspective is getting across because I don't tell it like an exact A, B, and C narrative. Right. I don't know how to write like that. Like, well, you're not dumbing it down for people. Yeah, and it's man, it's it's, it's so it feels so good to to know that like you're not just enjoying it sonically and you you really get like what what. I mean, what what I was going for, um, records like, and it's kind of some things, a couple of songs on there are kind of character pieces, and there's like two songs that are borderline personal, and then there's just like one wild card, which is the awesome record. Let's talk about awesome, though, because this is a record that features this group called Unstoppable Death Machines, and it's yeah. kind of like a cool, like, again, like suburban metal yeah. kind of sound, and it's like, it's heavy, and when it started playing, I was like, Oh shit! Heavy guitars. I forgot about that. <laughs> like, how did this come together? Um, I originally uh, met those dudes. They're from Brooklyn, um, and I met them at South by at um, the uh, Chocolate Sunday party. Um, they played, and I thought they were amazing. Um, they they built these mics that you can take in. in um, it's kind of like a. Um, a like a bare uncovered microphone and it like, and there's wires that wrap around your head and it like, and it, and it distorts your voice and they both play live. It's a drummer and a guitarist. And, um, it sounds like like a saw trap. Oh, it's so rad. It's so, it's super industrial and like, and you can't recreate the, the exact distortion that their mic does. Like you can't, there's no filters and you know, there's no plugins that you can do. Um, and they were in town, uh, they were on tour and they were in town for a show and we just kind of ended up going to Soundscape and just, we, we actually the only recording session at Soundscape to this day that used every single wire, like that was in the place. Um, that song was recorded in one shot, one take. We didn't change anything. Like you can hear that there's like slurs and like the verse and like, I messed up. I said things wrong. We left it exactly how it was. Like I, I didn't even write it like on the spot so and for me that song was a risk for so long i fought the i didn't want to get the the rap rock label um i felt like some people gave to me just like like persona wise and like live wise so i always walked that fine line it was like i never really wanted to do song with guitar on it like because i didn't want that fucking like that rap that rap rock you don't want people thinking you're limp biscuit exactly 100 percent like but um, I felt like that's a record that people um, not more so, I mean, not really expected, but wanted, like really, really wanted me to do something like that. And I, and I feel like it, it, it's kind of Death Grip-esque. Um, I feel like less challenging on the ear. And um, it's, not, it's not corny. It's not corny at all. Like, and I was really stoked about it not being corny which i was super worried about but no, man I, I think it really works i really dug it it's a cool way to end the ep yeah i thought it was like a really cool surprise way to like right, to right. finish it out yeah because you're not expecting it yeah. um something else i thought was great you're also working with of course also friends and veterans of this podcast the hood internet how did that go yes oh man dude like that was 
I've been such a fan of the hood internet, like, before I became any type of staple. I mean, they're, they're geniuses. geniuses. They're straight-up geniuses. Geniuses. And um, I was on their uh, their feature album. Right. Um, right. Which was, like, the, the start of our relationship. And I believe uh, what came from that was... I was still in, um, in talks with closed sessions where we weren't quite sure what we were going to do together yet. Mm -hmm. um, and I was having sessions there, just kind of putting songs together. And I uh, believe they were kind of starting a project um, over there. Um, and we, we got paired together and just kind of had this session. And they played me the record. And it was like, man, dude, this is so perfect. Like... It just I just heard Journey. Like <laughs> I just heard Journey. And it was yeah. like, man, this is like my perfect opportunity to like recreate the feel I get when I hear records from that era, but it's rap music. Like right, 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 right. and for those who don't know the record's called Make Out King. And it's yo, it's a rap song about making out. And like and, and I feel like there's no I, I haven't heard a rap song where it hasn't like excelled to sex and it's this song has nothing to do with sex at all like yeah. it's not about being misogynistic like it's about straight up like yo let's just make out it like, literally just reminds me of being like like really kind of more chill high school dates when you yeah. just go to a fucking movie and then like you know like your sophomore year where everything's not so serious you're just kind of like just going out and having fun yeah, it was, yeah it's cool it was like that that record for like it, it um for I think it's kind of cool that the, the the height of the song is is making that's the goal. Like yeah. it, the goal isn't to like like get you home. The goal is just like yo like, yeah. <laughs> straight up. And is you know I I've seen so many TV shows um and, and movies where like make out point was like the focal point of it, and I just kind of like wanted to recreate it. Like dude, this is like your Wonder Years record. Yes, man. Dude, that's what it is. Like, I, like I couldn't put my finger on it. This is straight up your Wonder Years record. That's what it is. Yeah, and yo, that song just feels so good, man. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, now you have mentioned a couple times that you did this record of closed sessions. Anyone who doesn't know, uh, Alex Richter. Really, really supremely intelligent, talented, sharp, great musical mind in the city. He's done work with Ruby Hornet. He now heads up closed sessions. He's also a teacher at Columbia with their record label classes and a few other things. I mean, he's a guy who's very, very connected and keyed into the city's music scene. So now closed sessions is really like his kind of large-scale project. He's putting out music from some great Chicago talent, some great national talent, all kind of in the hip-hop vein. How did this work with you connecting with Alex and working with closed sessions? Um, well, it definitely stemmed from um, the relationship that we built while he was at Ruby Hornet, mm -hmm. and um, and at the point where I think he hit a point where he announced um, about him leaving and starting closed sessions, and um, and at that point um, it was even through like I can't remember if it was even like a mass text or mass email, but it was like I you know like when I found when I got officially got the news directly from him, it was like this sense of this guy that was just like. Just going for it, man. Yeah. Just like yeah. really going for it, and I just told him like, "Yo, whatever you're doing, like, like I'm about it. Like, whatever you want to do, like, I'm I'm about it." So it was, um, I think it was just more of a factor of the timing. Um, but uh, whether or not it was going to be like now, or whether it's going to be a year from now, or I signed to this label, like, 
I was going without a doubt do something with closed sessions, like yeah. whatever capacity it could have possibly been. Um, and just, I just want to say hats off to him and Michael Kolar for literally letting me do whatever I wanted to do. Like to come into, you know, you know, to open up a, a, a session file and see a song called 80s Boobs and a song called Makeout King. And, you know, and like this is the first this is the first record like that that we're selling, like, right, you know, right. for me and it's in that, iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. And like that's to me that's a huge risk. Like I'm a huge I'm a risk. Like, <laughs> like no man. I think that this is I I mean keeping in line with everything we've talked about here. I think that all of this is really the best version of your natural progression that should be happening. This is where you should be. You are this caliber of artist. You've done all these. You've released so much music for free. Now like. Go out, put it out on a label, you know, work with these people who are friends of ours, but are also like supreme professionals, yeah, you know, yeah. and put it out on iTunes and charge for it and, and hit that next level because, because, you know, this is real, you know, and you, you have devoted so much of your time, your money, your energy, your emotion, your spirit into this. So it's like, by all means, fucking take it further go keep going with it you know oh man yeah i absolutely i have no choice but to at this point yeah I, um, i'm just stoked to have people when it comes to management and even over at closed sessions and even other people that are you know are in positions at, at labels that not only some of them might not get it but they like they just trust right. like they they fully trust even like you know we can be in situations where like we're trying to figure out um like a video or some type of way to like promo this song and you know i can be talking to my manager and she may not always get the cultural references i make but she, you know she's not going to fight me or you know or like like combat me on it like because she trusts that that i i know my world like and and you know my decisions are like like game changers and like they're not you know i'm not always right but it's, it's dope to have people that like that trust me that much that you know i'm not going to totally like f like fumble the ball here and like no, man. you know like screw your money over like it, it, it feels really good like that i don't have to justify every like like every decision i want to make i want to call this song 80s boobs and i don't have to explain to you why like that feels great like yeah. <laughs> yeah. dude i think that this is I think this is your level up. I think that you have arrived in a new capacity with this record in working with closed sessions and everything you're doing, the songwriting, the delivery, the, the execution. And it's really cool because, you know, I've, I've gotten to know you over the last couple of years, have you on the podcast, see you out personally, become friends, see your art progress and mature. And I'm really genuinely happy for you as a person, as an artist, to see that you have arrived at, at kind of the next level for you and that you're getting to take things further and really give your art the respect that it deserves Thank so that's you. very very cool man Thank you. Thank you so much dude like I'm uh, I've I've definitely I man I appreciate it man I feel the best thing apart it, about it is that I feel like I'm growing which is because for a while I was making music and I wasn't sure if I was progressing or not like even just you know as a rapper like I had a point where I was just kind of stoked on making songs that people like but then that that rapper bug hit me and it was like man I want to be respected as a rapper again and I wasn't sure if I was writing things that you know would would get me that kind of recognition and then you know, other rappers that I respect, I would come in contact with and it would like legitimately like, I feel like valid as a rapper again, especially with this project. And for songs to be as like, not heavy and intense and to still feel like 
I did good raps on them. Like, it feels great. And I'm learning more about video and, like, like the visual presentation and, and like, I just feel like a doper artist, like, all the way around. And even, like, the, with Dude Bro is the beginning of uh, a new series um, that I'm kind of starting. Not 100% sure where it's going, but I'm kind of comfortable with saying that I'm kind of going to do my career in terms of um, projects is going to go in series. Like, whether it be three-part series every time or, or what. But, yeah, I think I'm going to start making sure that's my staple that, you know. Yeah. The, you know, you, you know this is the end of an era in the beginning of the era. I definitely enjoyed the time in music where artists were able to put something out, like leave, you know, for a year and kind of reinvent themselves and come out, you know, not come out of something fake but or forced, but like, I know I'm not going to be able to put something out, leave for a year and then come back, but this is kind of my way to do it, like to, you know, do a few projects under this theme. After that's done, reinvent and do another theme. So working on that, man. Yeah. I dig it, man. I mean, you know that I'm a huge fan, huge supporter, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. The record is called Dude Bro. It's out on Chicago's own Closed Sessions, which I think is a tremendous label run by great people. And I'm really excited to see where all of this goes from here for you. And you know that we will be here every step of the way to document it on the podcast. Always great to talk to you, man. Clinton Sandifer, show you suck. Thank you so much for taking some time today, Ron. Thank you, man. Always. This is always awesome. Absolutely, man. This has been the Chicagoverse Unlimited Podcast. Thanks to Show You Suck for being on the show this week. You can find more Dynasty podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.